This episode of the Disc Golf Podcast is brought to you by otbdiscs.com. At one point in time, if you listened to the show, you knew uh, about our little secret site to get awesome discs. Uh, it's not a secret anymore. It is a site where you can learn everything about the discs you're purchasing before you actually have them in your hands. Get disc weight, dominess, flatness, all kinds of ratings. Learn it before you get it in there and get your favorite disc at only the best discs. OTBDiscs.com. Use promo code DGPODCAST to get free shipping on your next order. What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 228 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin, and alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. You ready for some hot takes? Yes. I mean, not now's not the time. I mean, when we get to uh, Texas State, I've got some hot takes that I honestly thought about bringing up uh, in between pre-show and main show. Okay. Uh, thought about bringing up during pre-show, but didn't because... There is a very good chance that you will look at me like I'm an idiot. And, okay. And I know that's great for the podcast, but I got some hot takes. Okay. I'm I'm ready for hot takes. I also highly dislike hot takes because uh the premise being that you you're gonna hate s- things that are hot. You're gonna say sorry. You're gonna say something controversial, which I feel in most uses in media is like a, a a disingenuous attempt at creating a conversation that is going to polarize. I'll take a step back. I don't think it's It's, it's, it's actually not a hot take. I think it's a hot take between you and I. Oh, okay. Like, I think it's something that you like, I think the disc golf community would either, either be like, okay, neat. Um, or that makes sense. But I think between you and I, it's like, why the, that's so dumb. Why would you say that? (laughs) Okay. So I think it's well, a hot take between me. us. No, I, we need to get we need to get there. That's we a, need to get there. Okay. It's Got a it. it it has to do with Ricky Waisaki. Okay. Ooh, fancy. I mean, I'll jump in now. Yeah. Fuck, whatever. I mean, you, okay, we're going. You're there. I'd... Rick is a this god. Is, this isn't the hot take, right? Rick is a god. Rick yeah. is. Rick won some world titles, uh-huh. and he was amazing during that. Th- still, this is not the hot take. I'm just saying. He is better right now than than he was then. I, I this is not the hot take because I know you agree with that. I do, I totally do. This I've been is watching the best he's, Rick we have ever seen. He's he's. I hyped this up way too much. He's unbeatable right now. I hyped this up way too much. It's really not a hot take. It's a something I've observed and feel like <clears throat> maybe this is part of the reason why. One, he's the most healthy he's ever been. He looks like a beast. He does. He looks crazy looks like strong. A fucking beast. I I I'm, I apologize to everyone you included. I hyped this up way too much. Okay. Um. So your hot take was Rick is good no, at disc no, golf. No. Okay. No. Okay. All right. No. All right. Rick <laughs> is good at disc golf. But I think beyond his health, um, and his lights out putting is like we talked about it with Rick in general. He's been a big piece of like changing brands and like I my. My very first uh, Rick hot take when he went to Trilogy was like, 
he's got to learn the disc. He's not ready. And that's what he had a rough first year and then won a Worlds the next year. He went to Innova. He's got every disc in the sun. So it was easy to say like. Well, plus he'd, he'd been with Innova before. Right, right. So. But I feel like the majority of the discs that he had when he first went back to Innova were very fresh new discs. Could be. Could be. And because Innova is Innova, which anytime you've listened to a deer review from us, it's, oh, that that's not what the, that disc actually is. Like, you got to put some miles on that shit before you actually get it to be, like, true to those numbers or be that Innova disc that you mm-hmm. love. I think that's, like, the hidden factor behind mm. Rick playing the way that he's playing right now. I 1,000% disagree. Exactly. All right. That's what I was hoping for. Because anytime anyone says that the discs are the thing, I'm going to disagree. And I, I, I mean, look at him. Look at him. He's a golden god. He, he's, he looks freaking cut as hell. And through he, his shirt, but still, and most likely, I, Robin would like him to take has his shirt nothing off to do with more. the discs. He is, he is in the best shape of his life, and he's freaking dialed but i feel like he's throwing lines he wasn't throwing before both forehand and backhand and well, i feel like we might see more forehand because he trusts his discs more and knows what they do more because they're beat to that innova perfection i think his discs are doing what what he wants them to because he's just an absolute fucking disc god <laughs> so uh, i i don't know what to say but it's not the discs. It's the, but why wasn't the, he doing that with them? The last man, year? the man is is dialed right now, and he is just doing everything. I mean, he just freaking curb stomped people. He did. I mean, he I did. guess well, Ricky is Ricky is in a course that the number one disc golfer in the world. I don't give a shit about ratings. I don't give a shit anything. If you've been paying attention to disc golf this year. There's no way to not understand that Ricky is better than everyone. Now, here's the here's the better question. Remember Harp Mania? So, what's a harp? When when does the pig like the, When does the pig get the credit that the harp does? Cuz he's doing the same shit with the pig right now. The same exact shit. And it's working. But there's no pig mania yet because well, everybody is Innova's dead as far as no no as I'll, hype I'll, I'll, I'll tell considered. you why there's no pig mania right now uh, because the disc golf market is fucked <laughs> the disc golf like secondary market is the worst fucking thing it's awful yeah because Rick Rick pigs came out mm-hmm. did we get any nope. Do we want to get some now? Uh, probably. Yeah. Will we? No. It, it's brutal, though, because... It's so Rick, brutal. Rick single-handedly took the harp to levels that... Yeah. That, you know, were just unthought of for that style of disc. And then, as things grew, that style of disc became so freaking popular. It spawned so many different variations of that, like the rat, all the, just n- n- you can name them for every brand. Every brand started oh, yeah. going after the zone had existed for a long time. But there's Ricky, this disc called an A3 that I heard people <laughs> like. Ricky made the harp 
really popular and then every brand needed the overstable approach disc the slow mid-range fast putter whatever it is um throughout but every brand needed to start making that utility disc for that purpose and it's like now we've come full circle rick's doing it again with a pig and getting the same exact beautiful shots but nobody cares about the pig better shots i'll tell you right now pig we do need to revisit we've talked we, about we it have we did oh, we did we did yeah <laughs> uh pig is so much better than harp i agree feels so much better flies like it should which i didn't realize how it should when we reviewed it um no and but he he's just got it all dialed in so well he's got the discs he's got the right disc like i feel like that's an end of a thing is like having the right because there's so many discs finding the right ones beating them the right way Throwing them the right way, I feel like his forehand is coming back because he's feeling better with his discs. Y- you know, it, that might be the opposite. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, fake hot take part two. It's not really true. I feel like Innova. The, I'm gonna say anyways though. <laughs> so back in the day when he was with Prodigy, we we're like, they don't have a full run. Like, they, how are you gonna? Prodigy still doesn't have a full lineup. True true it's better they've got like 19 yeah, discs of each ones but still they're not all there yeah um and then trilogy had a good like amount but not everything and then now to innova where it's like uh there's too there's too much there's all the things there's like there's like 14 discs of every like mold you can think of like oh i want a thunderbird s disc cool we've got nine discs that do the same thing and pretty much have the same numbers and depend on the plastic and the wear it's the same disc so but as an interval player he could fight through that um i mean maybe we just need to fucking shut up and like apologize for his his limes doctor and just be like, hey, I think his name was Drew, another Drew. Um, <laughs> you were right all along. You fixed everything. He is a golden god because of your vitamins. Here's my only take on that. We we came in we came in hard in the paint on Rick. And S- super hard. And uh but in that thing in that conversation that we broke down with his doctor, they never actually tested him for Lyme disease. True. Ooh, that's a hot take now. Now that's a hot take. Mine were fake. So hot fake. So yours is actual hot. Well, well, I think it's great that Rick is is uh, is focusing, and even in his, I think it's great that Rick is focusing so much on his body and his health and all of that, and it is showing, and it is fantastic to watch, and. That wasn't the point of what we said that episode. Yeah. We, what we were saying is, if you have Lyme disease... Get real treatment. You need to consult an actual doctor, not a nutritionist. That was our point. So, um, well... And, on top of that, I'm pretty sure we said, I really hope that Rick comes out of this and does exactly what we're seeing now. Right. As well. So We also said... 
we're sign us up for some snake oil. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for Rick's green tea brand. Like, let's go, Rick tea. So here's here's a here's a uh, crazy piece of this. If Rick dropped that cooking video now, uh huh, would we like it? No, no, no. Go watch it. I just still I bad. don't want to. I don't want to. Still, bad. I don't want to. Uh, I just I love him as a personality right now more than I ever have. Yeah, I agree. More I than agree. I ever ever have, but I feel like he needs to continue to do like GK Pro or like um. He needs to find things to like to just be a personality by playing and not a personality by like gimmicks and like challenges and stuff. Yeah. And, you can't and that's the way to do it. Ricky is at his best when he's not on the spot where you're just kind of like letting him be himself in a competitive situation, like in skins where he's just able to let loose and, and talk some trash and have a good time. He he is perfect in that situation and he's 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 incredible so so uh i know you don't watch these videos i'm 90 percent positive you don't because we're just going it's still disc golf though it's not a random tangent um ezra aderhold uh-huh. has been doing videos with like a speed gun of like forehand and backhand and you know mm-hmm. who has fast whatever and so far he's done it with i think just with hannum backhand forehand and Tristan Tanner, which mm-hmm. which is cool, and like without a doubt, I think you can just look at the man and be like, Ezra gonna throw a real fast backhand, mm-hmm. and his forehand is fast too. One, I don't necessarily love the videos, but I would love for him to pull one of the elite players mm-hmm. to really get like an eagle or something. Get an eagle, like right now, I'll tell you. I think Rick can throw just as fast backhand as Ezra can and faster forehand. Po- yeah, possibly. And Eagle, yeah, both. Rick's, Rick's both forehand faster. is back. It is. Well, and here's the thing. I think his forehand was so good for so long that we uh, it overshadowed his backhand. Yeah. And then the last few years have been a reminder of like, oh, yeah, Rick bombs backhand yeah rick is a top five backhand thrower you just wouldn't think about it because of how dominant that forehand was for so long yeah no i agree well we've gone like real long on this intro because it was an interesting conversation real like really like rick but we got a great show this is like i know before this is the most i've and i've been a brick fan this is the most i've ever loved rick go ahead really yeah, you I don't were know, man. a much bigger Tw- fan of Rick than I ever was. Yeah, and now I'm on your boat. I've I've caught up now. Okay, like, I I love me some Rick. I I uh, I'm super down for for. I was team Rick Paul dominance. for way longer than but I should have been. We we got a great show for you guys tonight. We're gonna recap the Texas State Championships, and uh, looks fantastic. We got a little bit of a break between the next tournament. So uh, Jonesboro is the next big deal. There's also a Silver Series event coming up, but um, neither one of them is this weekend. So we're going to let those sit, and we're going to do a little bit of a deep dive on the Texas State Championships. New course um, that nobody had really seen before and uh, you know lived up to the hype in terms of difficulty for most of the field, not named Ricky Wysocki. And 
Yeah, so we'll hit that, and then we'll do our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring on the course. Tonight, we have, with Vic Secret by Modern Times, a 7.1% alcohol India Pale Ale, and we're pairing that with RPM Discs Ruru, a three-speed, three-glide, zero-turn, three-fade. Is that One fade. One fade, one fade. sorry. One I had fade. that written wrong in my notes. Threes sorry. are fun. We have it in atomic plastic, and uh, we'll give that a, a solid review. So, All right, so as we jump into Texas, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I think it's worth talking about the Jomez, uh, Yuli, Coling practice rounds. Because some of the most comedy gold that I've ever heard, yeah, came out of those rounds. Well, it and it carried into their their uh, round coverage too, not just the practice rounds. Man, I it's it's I it's just abundance of media. I think really, um, we talked about it last week or the, maybe the week before. Just how much fun Yuli is now, and these guys were probably all this much fun. And it's just the amount of like mics and cameras you can put on yeah. them that you're really getting to know them and, totally. and hang out and uh No, that's exactly Man, what and it I've is. watched I've watched a good amount of like the rounds with, with Yuli and Coling and stuff, but I feel like they're just they're really coming into their own and understanding themselves as personalities and maybe like diving a little deeper, you know. Fun fact if you didn't know. Sometimes Robin and I, and by Robin I mean Robin, <laughs> dives a little bit deeper and tries to cut a little bit deeper because it works well for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, that and it definitely doesn't hurt Joe's feelings, as you guys can tell. <laughs> it doesn't, except for that one time. You'll find that episode <laughs> if you've been listening for a while. You know that one. Uh, Joe's figured it out since then. Um, but man, they got each other, each other so good. Like the what the, the what was Ultra World? Uh, oh yeah, the the Ageless prime, Wonder, the Ageless the Wonder, Ageless Wonder prime guy. My God, is so amazing. That yeah. was one of the greatest things that we'd never. We would never know about if it wasn't for the ability to get these yeah. guys out on a course to bullshit and hang out. Like, I'm sure you'd look at the Ultra World article and be like, oh, yeah. Paul Uliberry totally is the Aegis Wonder. And to have him roll and be like, I'm I'm not that old. Why am I the Aegis <laughs> Wonder? What are you talking about? Like, I'm in my prime right now. Germ's 38. Yeah, dude, it's so good. It's so good, especially because like if you've watched all of these, Germ always wins, and then all of a sudden, but it flipped. Like, yeah, we'll see in the you know my standards. my uh, my favorite one in round two. So in round two on Jomez, Joel Freeman is wearing the brightest yellow shorts you've ever seen in your life, like 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 mustard yellow shorts and a red shirt. And so, so Germ makes a comment at one point, calling him like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and and Yuli, you I, you could just feel him looking at Germ, like like just like side eyed, being like, "Bro, you look like a freaking piece of cotton candy out there with your pink shirt. Like, what are you talking about?" He's like, "Ah." <laughs> I love it though too, because like here's 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 the deal. Um, <laughs> You're wearing a cotton candy suit right now. Coling may be uh, 
Coling might have the most like aesthetic eyes in all of disc golf. Like, he probably does. Like yeah. he has the design. He's a designer. Yeah. He does some beautiful things. Like I am, for those of you that are unaware, uh, Coling has designed a number of stamps and logos. Uh, he is quite talented when it comes to that. So if you've seen a lot of the artwork that comes out uh, on Jeremy Coling type stuff over the years, there's a good chance he did it himself, um, or had a part, in or it or had a had a hand in it. But he's a, a talented graphic designer. So yeah, so. It's funny, and I get it. And like I, like I, Robin will tell you, um, for social gatherings, sometimes I like to be quite loud in my clothing as well, and it's fun, and mm-hmm. and why not? Um, but I, we can we can move into the real shit. But uh, that was just that was quite fun to yeah. watch them. It it was the more these guys are able to really be themselves or what i assume is themselves the more i get connected and like dive in deeper to those type of things whereas i don't know probably two years ago if like oh we're doing this solo around with these two people i'm like i'll, I'll yeah. try and watch in like three holes and i'm like ah, it's not for me <clears throat> um but things like this like i I watched the front no, nine, it's a great and back series. nine and and really enjoyed it and re- enjoyed their banter and their bullshit because I think they also beyond all of that they are really like um, nitpicking each other for the style of throws they're throwing from the tee from yeah. their lie which which are things that Robin and I do like not nitpicking we don't talk shit that way but we for sure to each other will be like you're pinned behind this tree are you sure you want to do that like yeah what do you think about throwing you know like uh like a forehand mid-range on anheuser to like float like and i enjoy that in game like that's what makes us better disc golfers is being able to be like you see that you step up to it and you automatically see this line and i see a totally different line not mm-hmm. only do I see a different line, but I also know your strengths, and I know you could probably throw this line that I'm seeing it's exactly fun to see. how you should, and you just aren't seeing it because it doesn't click in your mind, yeah. whatever. No, it, it it's fun to see two players that have a ton of skill and a and um and also the ability to explain it in a manner that is accessible to any disc golfer so there's a lot of of fun little kind of tidbits in each of those rounds that can help anyone yeah along with the banter and everything else (laughs) and i'll get off it right now there was like a few moments where and this is very you and i which is my favorite like more you and i in the podcast where it would be like a drop dead argument like why would you ever want to do that that's the stupidest thing ever why would you ever want to do that and then once they it's been done. They move on like, no, that's a good call. I totally would have done that. Yeah. I just want to drive home how yeah. much I wanted you to feel bad about <laughs> wanting to do that. And I'm like, that's Robin and I. Like, Robin hits hard on shit forever. And then once we get through the segment, whatever, he's like, no, that totally made sense. But it's uh, funnier. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I, I will hold a bit for sure. <laughs> but uh, let's get on to yep. Texas State Championships. And I want to start... Uh, I want to start 
with the course because dogwood is a course that few of us had ever seen so good. prior to this tournament. So good. Um, and a very difficult course to begin with as wooded as they get. Um, OB creeks running throughout snaking throughout that you can take a bad tree kick and end up in those things were brutal throughout the course. I, that was like one well, just ditches, even if it's like, not OB. Like, like I almost th- thought this course didn't need OB. Like it was just one of those. But nonetheless, like it, it was exciting course. Uh, and I feel like this is the kind of course that is a blast to play, but you don't want to look at your scorecard at the end. Like you had a great time playing it. There's tons of awesome lines. And at the end of the day, you're like, oh, I don't want to look at that. I think this is a course that, that plus seventeen that, that Robin would love to play, and I would be oh, yeah. sad inside. Um, the the best thing about this course that that I think people lose sight of when they talk about wanting uh, disc golf courses to be on golf courses with open lines and like let the the bombers uh, feast. Think of all the different types of shots you saw this weekend. We saw thumber rollers. We saw forehand rollers. We saw big old over-the-top turnover through the trees. No idea what happened to the disc, but it landed out in the middle. Yeah. We saw tilt shots with Anheuser's. We saw a ton of, of, of forced flex, like like uh, overstable disc, forced flex stuff. We saw the best players in the world getting creative with their discs and doing things that we had never seen before or don't see on a regular basis. And that is what people lose when you get these open courses where it's all about bunkers and OB and strings in the grass and shot placement. You lose that part, that creative part of our game that is so ingrained and what is founded some of the best disc golf courses in the world. And I'm not saying I don't, I I need every course to be like this, but think of all that when you're watching this coverage, think of all the shots that you would never, ever see on one of those grass courses or one of those golf carts, you know, adapted disc golf courses. You wouldn't see any of that. It's it's instead you get to see what these extremely talented disc golfers can do. Just, Incredible stuff. So that is my favorite part about this course. I know it was crazy hard for most people. and uh, But overall, we got great footage. It was it's picturesque. super risk-reward. Yeah. There were tons of holes that you could, that we would if we were playing, was like, I know I can get, put my disc here. Like, it's for placement. It's ton of, like, it's... um. If you go to Vegas, what is it, hole like six or whatever that's got the triple green thing? Yeah. There was a lot of holes, like, like not not like that, but in the sense of like you could play it smart and get an easy four by just playing to like I'll put it right here before the OB and then I'll put it right here before the OB and then I'll mm-hmm. be able to maybe have a long putt. But it, in the same sense of like I could – smash this and turn it over and it'll hook up and I have a look at like birdie or eagle. Yeah. But it's, you know, you gotta, you gotta feel yourself and know what you're doing. Um, 
it's just it it's such a good course yeah that being said um the the ob cemetery on hole 18 that is like previous winners of the tournament i i really don't i like okay cool like i i don't know about that uh, also, that's I didn't, a, that's I didn't a function really see of a, a course that we're just learning about. Like, give it three years and like, we're that's done. Yeah. Also, it wasn't really like a feature of the whole. Like, if you threw into that, you you really messed up to begin with. Like, it wasn't a a dangerous OB. The the shot on the hole, even an errant shot, should clear it like no problem. So um, that was like kind of just like a bizarre addition to a course that's like the if you go back to like old school champs versus chumps and dudes like oh that was my third ace and then uh sexton was like that's very chumpy to remember yeah no pro would ever remember that remember that how many like they just have like aces like that's what it was it was one of those like oh i remember that time and and the more you do it's like well that's just a regular thing yeah it's yeah. you like you don't need to uh <clears throat> and then attention to like this or that there were so many trees on this course i i, I forget which one of the, what of kind the of trees are post-produce <laughs> or you should ask terry uh terry is oh, the god. the tree expert <laughs> oh god no he's not no he's not <laughs> i mean it sounds like he's got a lot of experience with with uh, a certain type of tree that is uh shall we say promiscuous well you know it doesn't count. I mean, as cheating as trees tree. love pollinating, or being pollinated. Yeah, exactly. So you know, maybe maybe Terry was just giving us a science lesson. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> it was good though. It was good. I mean, it was probably the best thing that could have possibly. If if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, in the live coverage in round one, uh, Terry. Uh, implied that a tree might fellatio you well, if you got close to not it. Not on purpose. It might. <laughs> it was an accident. It was a slip. It was the classic disc dick slip up. Uh, and so, which we have a podcast where it's totally fine for yeah, us to do it. It's but uh, live disc golf coverage doesn't work as well. Yeah. So it was quite the Freudian slip for uh, for Terry, but he, uh, to his credit. Uh, did it well and has been having a good time with it going forward. And frankly, probably the most hilarious moment in live disc golf coverage to date and going forward. Like, I, I don't know. It was great. It was just great. Thank you, I Terry. I, I feel like he Thank needs you, Terry. A, if he doesn't do it, maybe we should do it. I, I, also, I'm away. Uh, we should make a shirt with uh, like a good like anatomical picture of that type of tree, which I'm sure you know whatever. That I don't, tree is. Uh, Terry. I would, I would really actually like to know what kind of tree that was. And no, no particular with, like, reason. With Latin name, and it just says, "I'll suck your disc." <laughs> Let's sell that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Terry, if you could actually. Um, Send me a, a, a leaf sample of that tree. I'd, I'd love to splice it in with like. A, I'd love to uh, identify it. Boys in the hood. <laughs> I'll, suck, I'll suck your disc. No. Uh, it, it could be good. <clears throat> it could be fun. No. Um, I mean, yes. Great course. Really great to see. I think the easy takeaway we've said forever. Um, Ricky is a golden god. Well, we haven't even hit the 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 tournament coverage yet on on this deal we're just talking about the course so far 
course is great. The cool thing about the course too is it's wooded, it's funky, there's weird everything, but there's a random little bits of open holes here and there too that wind can fuck with too mm-hmm. and makes it that much more wild. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the courses that we play where we're at in North, uh, Northern California, we have a lot of this like off the tee, it feels like this, but as soon as you get out to the basket, the wind's totally different and it's funky. Yeah. And I feel like there was a lot of that. Like you can gauge what's going on and then throw some way and then as soon as you get out in the open like nope yeah you were wrong i mean on this course i think most players were just happy if their disc hit the ground before it hit a tree yeah you know uh it was just so many trees but it it's a it was a lot of fun so on to the uh the actual tournament action itself we have uh pretty comprehensively spoiled the fact that Ricky uh did work in this tournament so far in this well, podcast. Yeah, he got second. It was a great tournament. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to mention. But uh let's do you want to I mean, start play great but yeah no. Do you want to start on the MPO side or the FPO side? I feel we can I feel we I would like to start FPO, but I think we've just given so much away for MPO that Fair we can enough. just roll there. Yeah. Um, so uh, MPO, obviously, this course was crazy difficult. I I think aside from Ricky being a monster, Casey White needs to be discussed. Yes, hundred um, percent. And and uh, one, he he had a great opening round, shot ten down, had a really really good uh second bogey free bogey free he didn't quite do that on in his second round he was a little bit slower to start but then really turned it on the back nine an unfortunate bogey on 18 um at to to close out his round and and ended up being i think a six down round or something like that um in in that that second round so wasn't wasn't as fantastic but was still enough to keep him on the lead card um going forward he just exudes confidence in in his game. He, he does. He seems comfortable. He seems just in control of what he's doing and has all kinds of different shots in his bag, whether it be forehand or backhand, crazy shots with the tilt. His putter is seemingly always on point. He is a great player. I will say one thing. This is exactly the style of course that he plays all the time. I was going to say up in the Northeast. I, I, I was about to say, like um, we talk about, like if you talk about FPO, right, it, which isn't a, a bad place to bring him into. When we talk FPO, I feel like we, when we get to a wooded course, we always say, "Oh, Hokum's got a chance." Yeah, I did it last week. And, I said, right, and I and I feel like we're now slowly getting to the world that it's a wooded course oh casey white's plan like yeah it's time to it's that's time to, very pot we need to pay attention to that casey white is a woods player he is he hits skinny lines he does he does he doesn't have elite power he has good power he's good but he also yeah. has forehand backhand and but like he's, you said, he's like he four, hunts the basket 460 hard. 475 power not five exactly. 500 to five exactly exactly yeah. Yeah, um, but he's got it both forehand and backhand. Yep, 
He does. Um, but I think, like you said, I think his, his biggest attribute is hunting the basket on like weird putt stance, yep. weird angle for a putt. Like he's always he's around that. it. I mean, we talked about this last year when he was playing with Simon all the time on their videos that it was like, yo, he's starting to win the competitions against against Simon. Like he's starting to yeah. no, and beat he, him semi-regularly. He, be- he belongs and he knows it. Yep. And and yep. he's getting better, and he's so young. He's 21 years old, uh, and he's so so mature for his age, and has so many skills. So this isn't the last we'll see of him. But right now, like I love the the rounds, and this course is just right in his wheelhouse. And it was a lot of fun to watch him. And it it you know you got both two two rounds where he managed to get on the lead card. That that's fantastic. He managed, honestly, he, he had, managed to follow up a, a super hot first round and play great through second round. And then his last round was not good. It was. And wasn't. he still finished in eighth. Exactly. Which it's just, I mean, more to come. And we've been saying it for a minute about him. Like, um, he is such a great ambassador for the sport. He is so much fun in the Simon stuff. Such like a positive person for the sport, um, but he's he's doing it as an athlete too. Yeah, like think about the, like if you think about uh, the sports that we follow, you think about like MLB and NFL when they sign like a a free agent, undrafted free agent, and they're like, just watch, it's gonna work out. Yeah, like we talked about this with Dismania uh, picking up hip picking him up last year and, and i'll be honest i feel like Dismania was like he's pretty good but an ambassador for our brand in the disc golf community like that's in my mind more of the reason that they decided yeah. to sponsor him and now he's like no i i'll hit all the the points that you want me to do i, I think it was probably a combination of both i think, I think si- so too simon played with him and was like oh my god this guy is a good player like there's there's no doubt about that so and, and uh, just, my fun. next takeaway on mpo side was did you realize paul Macbeth ended up tied for third i did i did i did i did i did but it, he paul is in like this awful world to be totally honest that um he's gonna end up being the number two rated player in the world and just because rick's rick rick is 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 going nuts it it doesn't mean as much yeah like paul had a great tournament and with that said had some not good times and pulled it all together and pulled it up and did his thing but it's like yeah, but Rick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's what this is. It's like, well, yeah. 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 And then but Rick. The next one is is Matty O. Matty O is and and Matty O has a long history of of playing excellent in in tournament situations. Oh yeah. He's he is a fantastic player. And just because we don't see him touring on every single but when he shows up he is there and he plays to win and he is so much fun to watch. So, um, I, I love it. I love watching Matty O and he skins too. And he was fun. He's, he was fun. Yeah. I watched a little bit of the skins. Um, he was fun on that. No, Matty O is great. Like there's, there is 
<laughs> there's like this uh there's this like top five mm-hmm. and then the next 20 can all jump around mm-hmm. yeah and are super fun can finish first sometimes finish 25th sometimes whatever like matty o's right there matt bell is right there um i'm just seeing people who were like at were near the top of, after the first round but there's a, a ton of people around there but those that have personality rise to the top in our minds yeah you know totally. matty o is one of those people matt, he's got style Right, and Matt got, Bell, Matt Bell that, is a just a putting genius, so he yeah. rises to that. So that's why I bring them up. Um, yeah, you know we see and hear a lot of people that roll up, but like when you make yourself heard, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's that it's that much more fun to watch. And Matty Mattyo is definitely one of those who's like, "Hey, I'm here." So I want I want to close out MPO on this last thought which is that to some degree you have to measure the quality of a course by what happens with the top of the field Mm -hmm. and listen to this top 10 ricky wysocki first place minus 28 matt orham second place 24 down paul Macbeth and chris dickerson tied in third place at 22 down garrett girthy Calvin Heinberg tied in fifth place at 18 down. Sorry, Kevin Jones also in fifth place at 18 down. Tied in eighth place, James Conrad, Eagle McMahon, and Casey White at 17 down. Look at that that top 10. The cream rises to the top on a difficult course. Yeah. You put a challenge in front and you will get this. You will get the best players out in front on a course like this. And Ricky Wysocki threw a 11-down course record to just put his foot on the throat of the competition to throw to to win this one. Uh, Kevin Jones in round two did the same thing. He shot an 11-down. Casey White had a 10-down. So people were able to score on Jeremy this. Jeremy had a 10-down with a bogey on the first hole. Exactly. So people were able to put down some some really impressive rounds on a course that overall was extremely difficult uh, for the field. You know, normally when we see 28 down to win or something like that, that's that's pretty low for, for most. We're seeing, you know, 40s a lot of times in the courses we're seeing. So we are. It's funny. So Rob and I um, set up our, our, our uh, grip pick six last weekend, our last week, and I remember – they have this like the tiebreaker. How many under combined will MPO and FPO be? And at first I was just like, ah, 32. Just because I was like in my mind, yeah, a typical course. I was like, whatever. And then we started looking. I was like, oh, no, I'm very wrong. <laughs> I am very wrong. You weren't so wrong. <laughs> True. But... Well, FPO did some some beautiful things too. Yeah, that, I'm, that I'm were, just saying, like that were very like, different than what like we like. You thought. were you were very you. We both reduced that number, but oh yeah, but by, we were dead by on way too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. So, um, no, I think I think you're spot on. I think um, you ready to to get on to FPO? I am, man. FPO's rad. I I, I love. 
I love how um, this course can equalize FPO. I feel like we rolled in both being like Paige Pierce slam dunk, uh-huh. 15 yeah. strokes ahead of everyone. Yeah. And if you are the slightest off, Paige on Pierce this didn't course, even show up in the coverage. If you are the slightest off on this course, <clears throat> which uh, resonates too hard with me, I'm, I, I feel like I would hit mm-hmm. first available every hole. Um, I think this course really showed what being a dual threat backhand forehand player can do. Um, it and on top of that, it, just how much accuracy matters. Yeah, you got you got to hit gaps. Like I played, I've played. There's a a course in um, in Atlanta called Perkerson Park. And I played there with a friend of the show, Dietz. And when I stepped up the course, I felt really good about hitting like little gaps, like just throwing like judges, putters. And I swear I hit every first available tree there was. And this is that course, but not only do you need to pure the gap, but you also need to go like 200 more feet through that gap. And it is a separator. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. So, I it, big big takeaways on on FPO. Um, this is what we expected from Haley King. Yep. Going into the season, yep. th- this was the performances we were expecting from her, given what we know what she can do, and she was lights out. She her backhand was beautiful, her forehand was beautiful. She was putting. Um, it, she was dominant in this, and this is what people. We're expecting to see from her, and I hope it continues. Um, Cat, Cat played really, really well, yeah. and then in the final round, when you know Haley was pulling away, maybe it was just like a a mental kind of knowing she'd been beaten, but her putt just disappeared, and we started to see some of the 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 putts, and it Cat was of old, yeah. But it and it's still so funny. At the same time, she'll hit a forty five or fifty footer in between all those, and you're like, what the like and she's I know the, she's the FPO uh, Kevin Jones just just all of a sudden hits like a just fi- a joke but Kevin <laughs> Jones like I mean it's an it's a known joke like the 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 40 footer is better for him than the 29 footer. yeah but but I mean we're talking like a 20 foot miss for cat and then she hits a 55 footer you know just literally next totally. hole totally. Uh, so <clears throat> but but Haley was was on point the whole time Dominant. she was just absolutely dominant and it's what we were hoping to see from her and we've seen lots of glimpses of Haley king being dominant um but it kind of lives i i'm very happy that she pulled this off like i uh i guess on an mpo side the easiest person to compare her to in my mind is a a b yeah okay like just in her past, this yeah. is different. But in Just, past performance, like AB has had two out of three rounds be ultra dominant, be up by eight strokes, and then crumble the final round. Yeah, or something in the middle. And Haley King has done a ton of those, where two out of the three rounds she has been dominant, 
in every facet of the game and then had to crumble either in the middle round or last round. And mm-hmm. this is, we've been waiting for it. We've been like, yep. oh, this is, this is, this is the Haley King. I guarantee if you go back to last year and you'll hear a lot more now this year, there were a lot of Haley King picks from Robin and I. Yeah. In, in FPO that just didn't happen. Um, because yeah. it's just a bad round and just putting them all together. Like I'll tell you right now, I going back to if I played our local course back to back, I could throw a minus five one day and a plus three the next day. Going easy two days in a row consistent is insanity for me. So then for these pros to go like three days is <laughs> nuts. A whole nother story. Yeah, um, and she did that, and I think that, and I, honestly, I think that is a precursor to lots of things to come. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I would also like to note that Own is still my favorite FPO player to watch. I just, I love everything she does, and I know it's not as as she doesn't have the distance of of the top level players, but just her putt and her confidence in her putt. And the fact that she's got a solid forehand. And did you see the the umbrella? No. Oh man! So at the end of round two, it started to rain pretty good, and Own was banging putts with an umbrella in her hand. So umbrella in her left hand, putter in the other hand, banging, just just nailing putts. It was unbelievable. Like, and this wasn't just one putt. This oh, was, Owns right. Owns this right. Was, I think I think Holly Finley's like my favorite, but it's not even. It's I mean Holly Finley got second place. She did great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like friend of the show, Holly Finley. Yeah, of course we should have her on. Uh, but oh my god, are you ready? <laughs> no, that that'd be all bad. I feel like real bad things that come out of that. I've played beer pong with you with ladies playing. I just feel like it just would. Oh, whoa, easy. But nonetheless, <laughs> if, if you haven't watched uh, the. Own in the second round, playing with a an umbrella and still banging putts is incredible. So here's the real world. Is it time for us to not work? I think ultimately it's not a um, worry about Paige Pierce. It's not a worry of like she's not there. It's more so has competition risen up higher than we thought it would i you know i don't know because we've gone through this enough times with Paige where we're like is she going to be a thousand rated and then we have but but own and katrina and hall and uh and all the i mean ultimately close to thousand rated rounds i know but ultimately a stronger field is better for the entire fpo field in terms of rating uh so in terms of Paige getting to a thousand rated, if her competition is playing better, that's going to be better for her. I don't know why, because one, I wasn't able to really watch any of Paige Pierce because um, she wasn't playing well. Because she didn't play enough to make any of the video coverage that I watched so far. I haven't checked all of them yet, but um, but at least the CCDG coverage that I watched of FPO um, wasn't on there, so. Um, I I can't tell you yet why Paige Pierce didn't play very well, but she certainly didn't have her best tournament, you know, placing 11th and 
I would guess that she had a lot of OB and a lot of tree kicks and and all that sort of stuff. I'll, I'll have to report back because there very well could be other FPO footage that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, True. I, I guess for me, I'm I watched saying, CCDG with with uh, Ian and Sarah Hokum was on commentary, do you, do which you, I enjoyed. Do you think there is a possibility that the skill set of, of FPO is getting closer to Paige than we? No, maybe thought possible. I mean, I mean, yes and no. Um, no one throws no quite as far as she does, and and plays on her level when she's on. Um, yes, the FPO field is getting better, and I I I love it. That's super important, but I don't think that it changes my opinion on Paige as being the best player in the world. Uh, that's that that I I'm very confident in. So. I'm yeah. not arguing. I'm just asking. Yeah. All right. Let me let me read off the the top ten. We got yeah. Haley King in first place at seven down. Holly Finley in second place at four Front down. The show. And then uh, Rebecca Cox in third place at three down. Rebecca had a couple of awesome rounds. We hadn't mentioned her yet. She did, but, but she she played pretty incredible. Uh, I think she's lat. I don't think she's DD. I think she's lat. I think you're right. And uh, then we had Alexis Manduhano at in fourth place tied with Missy Gannon at one down, which is surprising because we saw way more coverage of Valerie throughout That's and true. Valerie played great, but Alexis ended, ended up getting the best of her. You show her. So, and then also tied in fourth place, Katrina Allen at one down and then Valerie Manduhano in fourth place or seventh place at even. And then we have Jessica Weiss in eighth place at one over Sarah Hokum and Owen Scoggins tied in ninth place two over and then Paige Pierce in 11th place at four over. So I think the sibling thing is like a, a, a big deal for like competition to like be better than the sibling. But I think you and I uh, ultimately in life so far, um, you get to a point where it's like, well, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've had more disc golf wise. And I, by, I feel, I mean, I know 100%. I've had more rival rivalry with your sibling than you have. Yeah, probably. 100%. I'd say that's, that's definitely true. I think I talked about it uh, last time we played disc golf. I was like, I remember uh, being on the course and your early on, early on, and your brother out driving me and being like, no, that shouldn't <laughs> be a thing that happens. Like, I'm not okay with this. And I was probably like, well, do something about it. Joe. Yeah. And Maybe like, you hey. should listen to me about then about I, not throwing a 15-speed driver when you throw, like, 310 feet. And then I did. <laughs> no, I don't really, really know. I mean, I, <laughs> I out-threw him, not by taking your advice, by being a dumb motherfucker and being like, no, this cannon will do it. <laughs> and then one day it did, and I was like, I told you. Oh, man. I told you, like, yeah, but you threw it on a stupid flex shot that you would never throw a cannon on because... Anybody else with any actual arm speed, that'd be a roller, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Joe, you ready to do a deer review? I am. It's time for our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have With Vic Secret by Modern Times, sent to us by Jed... Titano, awesome listener. 
and we are pairing that with the RPM Ruru. Three speed, three glide, zero turn, one fade. Putter? Putter, yeah. It's three speed. I mean, three so speed, You never yes, know. People, people get a little sensitive yeah, it's free, these days. It's 100% a putter. Okay, just checking. I never know. It's kind of a dinner plate, but it's also a putter. People get real sensitive about, about you know, speeds and what it is. But it's definitely a putter. In atomic plastic. Where do you want to start, Joe? Disc or beer? We should start disc. Ooh. But I will say, this beer is amazing. That, that's good to know. I'm about to take my first sip. It's modern times. I don't know that they can do wrong. Yeah. Thank you, Jed. Oh, I don't yeah, know this that is modern, fantastic. I don't know that modern times knows how to do wrong. Uh, we'll get deeper into it, but I just... So with Vic Secret, obviously referring to the fact that it's made with Vic Secret hops, uh, it is 7.1% alcohol. Uh, Modern Times, a fantastic Southern California brewing company, um, employee-owned. They make the best beers ever in all different types. I and actually now as a coffee drinker, so I drink coffee now. Okay. Um, and I actually like iced coffee and like canned coffee more than brewed coffee. Uh, I feel like I need to start messing with their coffee because coffee is a big part of what Modern Times does. Oh too. yeah, yeah. So I think I need to start getting like canned coffee from them. Um, Zach, I know you're listening. Jed, I know you're listening too. I guess I could figure it out on my own too. Because uh, it's not alcohol, I could probably just ship it anywhere. I guess if it's beer, I could ship it in California. Anyway, sorry. Uh, anyway, you were going to tell us about the disc. The disc um, is a... I, I kind of feel like, you know, when we talk about comments and whatnot, it's like, it's a dinner plate. Like, it's a big-ass wide i mean it's got a really blunt nose and it's very does i almost like i almost like want to call it like a ramen bowl like it's this like big deep Mm -hmm. it's got a bead it's got a bead but it's really because of how deep it is like the bead doesn't really matter that much yeah it it very much has like a very blunt nose kind of reminds me of like a pa3 on on the bluntness of the nose okay I went straight of, and I told you like right off the bat starting starting to throw it I was like this is very much like a habit. Yeah, I could see that too. It reminds me a ton of a habit. It's got a little bit of a dome which makes it extra deep, but it's already deep as is. It's a uh, an ultra wide putter. Um is but, it is it that much wider than I I don't know that it is. I don't think it's that it's much just wider than. maybe because like the 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 width of the wing is I don't know. Something about it just makes it feel twenty one centimeters is not it not crazy. I feel like twenty one centimeters is like a high speed driver. No, typically high speed drivers are are are, are smaller. You're Put, right. putters have larger diameters you're right you're right you're than, right you're right um it just it, in in as soon as i picked it up so fun story rob and i uh packed a whole bunch of discs in our like we we made like uh mini bags and we filled them up with discs that we need to review which was a poor idea uh, but this is one of the discs I threw in mine, and then we took out a couple extra weeks. Um, it's a, it's, it's a. In my 
my yeah, this opinion. is a small putter. Is it really? Yeah. When you pick it up, do you feel like it's that way? Yeah, it's just deep. It's just deep. It's so deep. I guess it's the depth that really throws it off. Yeah, it's deep. It has a very rounded, blunt nose. But yeah. the diameter is not unusual. Um, okay. Maybe the I mean, it, for instance, think... an AVR is bigger than this wow. in diameter size. Wow. So. I'm actually blown away at that. So the depth is crazy for me. Um, it felt very wide, like a habit. And, and flew similarly. Like it, uh, give it a good rip. And it'll flip up a little bit and turn over. Once again, I I mean, I'm driving putters. But another thing that I I don't know that I've brought up for a few episodes, but I've made a a weird shift that I think most people don't have later in their disc golf playing worlds where um, I throw almost everything with a power grip. Yeah. Like I th- I throw the only times I don't throw the power grip is if I have a pilot or a judge and I'm throwing like within probably like 100 feet and I'll fan that or throw okay. it with my putter grip. But aside from that, I throw everything with the power grip. And so when I throw this disc with a power grip, it flips and and turns over for the most part if i am a little bit cleaner and i don't and i didn't rip it hard it would it would uh go more straight not necessarily finish left but kind of just finish straight like it's a nice clean neutral putter for me yeah um i i think the glide is definitely real in yeah. in terms of that three glide that's for sure it, along that three speed you can definitely put some power on this disc and get some distance out of it. With that it, said, like three glide for a putter is a lovely world. Yeah. And uh, absolutely. just so y'all know. So uh, I, I had some great shots with it. it. Didn't see a ton of turn. I tend to operate on, you know, hyzer is, is kind of where my, my throws start. I like to, I prefer more to put a lot of hyzer on something and, and work with it to get it to flip up, to get the angles I want rather than, than, um, you know, a lot of Anheuser. So I kind of work up to flat in my throws and this gets a ton of glide. It should, it's so deep. It it should get that sort of glide to it. Um, it's a little uncomfortable for me with how deep it is, but I fan grip most putters. Uh, Actually all putter throws that I do are fan grip. So, uh, it doesn't bother me as much to have a deep, a, a putter that's as deep as this is, but I still I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, overall, it it's all right. I, I did get nice flights out of it, but it is so deep. I mean, it's literally like we're talking like five eighths of an inch on on depth on this inside rim on this putter. It I can't even, and it's got like a real blunt nose, but it does float. So I. It, if it feels comfortable to you, I more power to you. But this one, I and I'm, you know, love the as, plastic. Love I'm the as putter plastic. curious as they come. I love the plastic, but this one I just don't. I'm not really excited about. I would rather so. throw a pure or a habit or lots of other discs. I would easily uh, plug in for this. 
Not that it's bad. It just uh, that depth just was was weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, and we did the Tui um, previously. I think that's the only other RPM disc we've done. Right. And the um, Tui was what Tui was like a pure. Like it was understable, glidey. Yep. Great distance. The Tui I would recommend to virtually uh, yeah, anyone. If you like how we're talking about the Ruru, throw the Tui. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. All right, you um, ready to get to beer? Yes. So this is uh, with Vic Secret, a 7.1% alcohol IPA sent by Jed Titano. So thank you, Jed. This is fantastic. And if you want to uh, hear about the other beer he sent us, you can listen to our pre-show, which you can get access to by becoming a Patreon subscriber, patreon.com slash Podcast. If you love the main show, you will definitely love the pre-shows that we do before every single episode. And you can only get access on patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. So check that out. But uh, thank you, Jed, for sending this over. Um, we love Modern Times. We, anytime we get a chance to review Modern Times, we jump on it. And uh, this beer is no exception. There is so much flavor in this simple IPA it, at 7.1%. It tastes like 5.5%, and it, it's just so smooth and so crisp. And I knew that. So, uh, once again, like Robin said, we reviewed a different beer that was 8.3 double in our pre show. This one almost has like some passion fruit, like hints right. to it. Like- right. And, and, I, and I brought up to Robin, I said, so we had these two, we had both beers. And I knew, because of modern times, I was like, we need to review the 7-1 because I guarantee the 7-1 is going to be amazing. A single IPA from modern times, they just, they don't go wrong. I don't know that I've had a bad beer from modern times. Yeah, probably not. Ever. And I'm talking they're like regular release, like where you can get lots of places, they they just they just know beer yeah and they make all kinds of styles which is just fantastic i've had so many amazing stouts you know what we need to get if they make it here's here's the real test and then we'll go back to this beer uh i know we got a lot of modern times heads around here if modern times makes a porter Send it our way. Oh, no. I don't want to know that. Because no. I don't like Porter, but I feel like I might. So, oh. You know what they'll never make, Robin? You know what they will never make because they know it's a lost beer that's dumb? They will never make a white IPA. Okay. I mean, they might. Just as nope. you know. It shouldn't exist. So, uh, overall, the flavor on this beer, I feel like it's slightly hazy. Um, definitely a, a fruity type flavor, like pineapple passion fruit is, is what I get. Um, it's super just kind of easygoing, like very smooth. This is a perfect IPA in my mind. I mean, this is a, a single hop, um, with thick secret hops. Um, just, just fantastic. I, I'm, I could. I could drink this all day and might. Well, this is all we have. Um, yeah, I think that it's got, um, 
enough fruit that Robin talked about that it is. I'll just move to like the world where we need to review. Um, it it would work well on the course, even though it's eight two, or no, the seven one. Seven one, yeah. It uh, it's robust enough that it like it lets you know it's a seven one, but in like the most subtle way. Yeah. It's like, a little dry. Yeah, like I end. don't think I don't think you drink it. I don't think you drink it and be like, "Oh, there's a five percent beer." Like, it's, no, it's got a bite, but it's so beautiful, and it's um, it's uh, it's it's it it's dry, but it's not like it doesn't dry you out to where you're like, "Ugh, yeah, I want to just drink some water afterwards." Um, they they do it right. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a refreshing. Beautiful seven one, lots of fruit flavors coming through. Modern times just Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Jed. We appreciate it. Oh yeah. Thank you. If I anybody who pumps modern times to us uh is a winner in our book. Yeah. So it sounds like we're both out on the disc, right? Neither of it I not something I mean, I, I I would if if I'm gonna recommend an RPM putter, it's the Tui. No, no, totally. And so something too that I don't know that I brought up. I have also recently, so I know I recently put the Judge back in, and I've now since taken the Judge out because I know I can. And I'm the guy with the putter problem. Do what I need to with the Pilot, mm-hmm. and so. No judge in my bag, but I love my judge. Um, but pilot does what I need it to be. But I would, in that sense, put it closer like the pilot. Or not the pilot, the judge. Uh, it's more of a point-and-shoot disc, which is great. But I know I can do that with my pilots. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. So, uh, not the style of putter that, that I I would generally bag. So, um but it, and then I'll say it like you can give me a fourteen percent uh, stout for modern times and I'll tell you I'll bag it. <laughs> like I don't think I won't bag uh, modern times beer. Yeah, they no, accurate. They're real good. They're I I uh, they're my favorite brewery. They are. Oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna think on that because it's a good they're definitely if, up if, there. If, if liquid candy hit harder, Fall River might be, but mm-hmm. I d- well maybe I don't think I can give a I, I I don't know if I can call my brewery the favorite for one beer, but if I could, it'd be Fall River. Yeah, I mean Modern Times, not Modern Times, certainly not a bad choice. I've not, there's not been a strikeout, yeah. so we're uh, we're uh, two for four. We're both in on the beer both out on the on the disc what's your rating joe this is uh paul Macbeth winning another major this year oh he's gonna have to find one that rick doesn't play <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> rick is just so good like paul has to <laughs> paul has to find his inner rick <laughs> he does or or at least find that fire to beat rick yeah but man Man, Rick looks unstoppable. Totally. It, it's fun. It's great. He's unbeatable. Like, this is a world that... I hope. Like I said, in our podcast, this world has been around before, but I, I was always a Paul apologist. 
mm-hmm. was like, well, Paul, this or that. Oh, his back or his ankle or whatever. Um, and I, I never disliked Rick, but Rick for me was always like, well, do you see him wearing that hat? Like, are you sure you want that to be your, <laughs> your flagship? And like, yeah. now I'm like, Rick is a golden God. Like, <clears throat> I, let's I all hope, bask in the glory that is Rick. I hope that, that Paul, uh, I hope that we get the Paul Rick battle that we've wanted. Hell yes. Um, we, we kind of got it a couple weeks ago. Um, but, but I hope that Paul takes this and the previous loss to Rick as personally as possible and just digs deeper to a new level and gives us the Paul and Rick battle that we all want throughout this entire season. Because if Rick, Rick is here, Rick is here to play and we just need Paul to, to jump up and say, I'm not letting you take this that easy. If there was a player to unlock mental capacity to do that, yeah, it's Paul. Exactly. And I, I want it. I want it so bad. I love seeing Rick play like this. The this only is the thing best thing for disc golf on earth is Paul and Rick. Yep. Competition. They're undeniably the the best players in the world in terms of of what they can do and their their mental fortitude when it comes to closing out tournaments. Hot take, hot take. You're gonna, I'm gonna hurt some feelings. Climo was never at the skill level that these two are at. I mean, I guess I yeah, I, yes, but you know, majority of people are like of course. I, I'm gonna have to. Some, I'm gonna have there, to strike hot take from your 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 like lexicon. That nope. needs to hot dog. This <laughs> hot take. I didn't say hot take. I said hot take. It's fine. Don't worry about it. All right, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Joe had some beverages. Joe, is a chili dog a sandwich? I'm just sure. Or is it soup? Mm. Or is it stew? What is it? D- depends just, on how just, you serve it. If the, you put it, if if the if the chili dog comes in a bowl, <laughs> it's probably closer to soup. But if you put it on like a little plate, uh, it's a sandwich. Okay, just checking. But it's it's a super sandwich. It's not a uh, hot dog. Just doesn't live alone. Yeah, of course. Well, that's all we got for you on this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Be sure to check out our website, throwstuffandstuff.com. We got some DGP merch, some pins, discs, other stuff. Check it out. You can also on our website find the link to our Slack group, the best disc golf community in the entire world throwstuffandstuff.com there's a join slack link in the main navigation it's just the best you can the talk best the best so if you want to join a uh, a chat group about disc golf and there's all kinds of channels for all kinds of interests and it's a blast joe and i will welcome you and then uh, after the initial kind of barrage of welcomes people will leave you alone i promise uh, and you can just continue to do what you want but Check it out. It's great. Throw stuff at stuff.com. Join Slack. It's the best thing you'll ever do. And in the meantime, get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. You don't 
always have to huck it hard In fact, sometimes that's not right to do Sometimes you got to lay it up And fucking outrun an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you wanna put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say, hey I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say, hey, I hit some metal And then you say, wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork! What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA So let's go to the bar And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly then I'll fucking hook it softly And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly But then I'm gonna hook